So should I sing you happy birthday now or no, now later? Or not at all. <laughs> not, a, you, not at all is also good. And, and you will be editing that out Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want people to know. I've already had it sung to me. Because <laughs> we went out for dinner. Um, it's kind of a... That's become our tradition. We go out for dinner oh, yeah. on birthday evenings. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> eh, we'll see. Mm. Hang on a minute. Resume. Yes. Okay. That's a bit. I, I think that's better. For ah, is it? I don't know. This is why I have software that fixes things on the fly. <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fix it in post. Pretty much. Okay. Well, let's kick this off because we don't have all that much time. Welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff. You've got, actually, there's three of us at the table tonight. Oh. Yes. Colin's over there. Hello. Scouter Corey's back with us as well. Yeah, but it's been a while. And, of course, Scouter Ken. And, I don't know, we may have another joining us at some point. We'll see. We shall see. The more the merrier. Indeed. He's always late, so he's Well, you know. Ugh. <sighs> And uh, I'm going to have to do this one kind of on a quick fast because ah, we have music again. So the back. literally just as I was about to say, uh, we're external tonight. Um, we're external tonight as I think that's Rush, isn't it? Yep. It is Rush. Uh, ah, Neil Peart no, just per- passed away yeah, too, did didn't he? Too. Quite appropriate. Uh, yeah. that song is yes. Yeah. Fitting. So at any rate, mm-hmm. Pert, by the way, he was evidently like a an English teacher or something or like some, you know, English major before he got into the, the drumming thing. No, really? So I think a lot of the guys from rush and I might be wrong on this. So somebody can fact check me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the guys from rush have other mm-hmm. backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was never particularly a fan of like Getty Lee's vocals, but their lyrics are pretty next level. Yeah. 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 So at any rate, I don't know if that makes me a bad Canadian to not be like uh. a big fan of Getty Lee's vocals, but whatever. Wow. <laughs> there it is. You're allowed to have a choice. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, anyways, as you can tell from the theme music, we're external today. Mm-hmm. And because external is closing a little early tonight, um, I guess we can kind of dive right into topic. Yeah. First topic of uh, 2020. And honestly, what prompted this was... Um, we had, and in a way, like this shouldn't have prompted it because there was really nothing we could have done for this cub in particular, but we did have one cub withdraw from the cub pack recently. And, you know, like the circumstances around that, like I say, there's nothing we could have done for him in particular because, um, you know, like he was quite, um, he had some, you know, he had some challenges and, you know, in particular had a lot of anxiety with any kind of group setting. So, you know, his parents enrolled him, you know, kind of hoping that Cubs would be a a means by which he could maybe get, you know, comfortable working in larger groups. Didn't really work out. Um, I actually barely met the kid. I recall seeing him at too many meetings. But uh, whatever, they did formally, you know, notify us that they were withdrawing from the program. So fine, whatever. But it got me thinking that for this first episode in 2020, what I really wanted to do was just, and not like, you know, in the sense of having youth present and speaking directly to them, 
But like, I know there are a lot of people who listen to the podcast with their scouting age youth. The last episode we did, Scouter Tara, you know, talks about how she listens to it with her kids mm-hmm. and they call, you know, Scouter Podcast or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they were the one of her kids was actually the one who suggested the question or the, the topic that we discussed, right? Campfire blankets. You know, what's the history of those? So not in the sense of like, you know, having youth from different sections here alongside us, but just, you know, maybe taking an opportunity in this episode to speak to youth in those different sections and just offer up some thoughts on why they should stick with the program. Because those transitions, you know, those swim up transitions, right? Beavers to Cubs, Cubs to Scouts Mm -hmm. are often boundaries that a lot of youth ultimately don't cross. You know, we lose people at the end of Beavers and they don't come up to Cubs. We lose people at the end of Cubs. We lose a lot of people at the end of Cubs sometimes. They don't come up to Scouts. Definitely lose a fair bit at the end of Scouts. They don't move up to Ventures. So what I wanted to do was basically just offer up some ideas as to, you know, you're coming to the end of one section. What's some potential big draws? Why would you want to stay in and go on to the next section? You know, something light. <laughs> something light. Yeah. Great start. Good, yeah. good topic choice. Uh, I approve. Um, so one of the one of the things that I've um, would would kind of suggest, or at least a on a, maybe an anchor point to the discussion, is um, the crossover events that uh, that groups do. Like um, it is a it is an opportunity to showcase. Uh, what's going on in the next section and uh, provides a little leadership and, and, and that kind of stuff for the older youth to the younger youth. And, and it might be a reason to continue. I know historically for me, it was those kinds of crossover events that uh, made me want to continue on in the program. So, For sure. And actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, that's not... <clears throat> I'll maybe take the lead on Beavers and Corey can jump in. Mm. But that is a good thing to mention because I think that, you know, if there's like a strategy that we can leave groups with, doing those linking events Mm -hmm. is a very, very good one. Certainly we found benefit doing that, you know, between like Beavers and Cubs and then the Cubs and the Scouts as well. Uh, The Scouts usually host, especially like with the Scouts coming down to the Cubs, Scouts usually host sort of a, the Scouts plan and host a themed camp, usually in the springtime for the Mm -hmm. Cubs. And they do that for a couple of reasons. One, it's a nice opportunity for a linking event, and it gives the Cubs the opportunity to see the scouts in action. But it's also, the scouts do it as a bit of a interview oh. for the howlers coming up that, yeah. you know, that are potentially coming up to scouts. Um, and, you know, like they give us feedback, right? If those howlers do make the transition, uh-huh. we sometimes get feedback from the scouts, you know, <clears throat> In a couple of cases, we've even had the scouts come and tell us, okay, we don't actually think this howler's ready to jump into the scouting program. Like, mm-hmm. let's let them marinate in cubs for a couple more months as like a really senior cub, and then we'll have a conversation in November or whatever mm-hmm. about them maybe moving up and joining the troop. Um, so, yeah, those linking events are key. They're really critical, actually. And it's important, I think, too, to draw out one distinction because I know some groups do this, right? Some groups will always meet all sections, same night, same place, same time. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. You know? No, no. We're actually talking about where you, you know, the, the point of the linking event is not that it should be something that is regular, that is normal. It actually should be something that stands out, that is special. 
um, you know, should be kind of woven into the program. Exactly. It's like, you know, you know, the, you know if the beavers are planning. constantly around the cubs, that's different and it's not, not exactly as interesting yeah. to them as if, you know, the beavers meet on one night and, and do their own thing. The cubs meet on another night and do their own thing. But then all of a sudden the cubs show up and yeah. the beavers are just like, ooh, ah. You, you call it a sense of mystery and, and intrigue about the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, there's mystery thing, right? to it. And yeah. it's... it's it's, like, I mean, oh. it's the same thing as like school, right? You know, when you're in grade two, you look at the grade fours and you're just like, gosh, they're so big. Mm-hmm. I great. think that now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, you know, there, there's something, there, 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 there is something to that. Yeah, it's that, it, it is that, that mystery and that, that sense of awe. You know, mm-hmm. oh, the bigger kids are here tonight. Yeah. They're not normally here. Yeah. Like, this is something new oh, and different. this is special because yes. the big kids are, are here tonight. Yeah. So, at any rate, um, you know, that's not um, – uh, that that's definitely not a bad thing to start with because, yes, you know, if there's one strategy that we can leave groups with coming away from this episode, it's that. Do those kind of events, mm-hmm. right? And do it at all the sections, right? And get your rovers involved if you have rovers. Get your vents involved if you have vents, your scouts, you know. Bring them down one section lower, maybe even two sections lower, and give the younger kids the opportunity to see the older kids in action and give the older kids the opportunity to take a leadership role for the younger kids. Yep. Well, with the vents, even with the specialized vents, med vents is something that we're really familiar with. Just getting them out to even the beaver level to talk about what does a med vent do. Yes. Gives the beavers a chance to look up to those years mm-hmm. and like, say, oh, you know, I kind of want to do that when I get yeah. older. And then you can give them a path of here's where you have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can see where they can go in six, seven years time. Yeah. But it's also cool for like the med vents to come down to us because that's an opportunity for them to, you know, take on more leadership than they might normally have in sort of their normal meeting context, right? That's uh, that's an opportunity for them to teach, which especially in the case of the med vents, a lot of them like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But, you know, same for like just your scouts in general. You know, your scouts have, a, at least the way we run scouts, the scouts have a lot of leadership within their troop. But it's different when it's, you know, a PL, a patrol leader, talking to his almost same aged peers versus all the scouts now in a room leading a bunch of beavers in mm-hmm. some kind of activity or leading a bunch of cubs in some kind of activity. Yep. You know, there's a very different leadership dynamic, which the older youth do get something out of, right? Like that's a draw for them as well. Mm-hmm. Or it can be. It's not necessarily everyone's ball of wax. Yeah. But in general, it seems to work really, really well. Well, camps for me were, were a big one for the the linking of events. For sure. Right? Like um, running 100 plus with being a venture and helping out at a hundred plus with yes. the rover crew that was there kind of gravitated me towards wanting to carry on and, and go into rovers. Yes. You know, just uh, hanging out at the, at the rover den as a scout and seeing the rovers roll in again, another, another reason to continue on in the program. For sure. Well, and I know from Cubs that went last year, went up to become uh, scouts this year, the duct tape camp that we had last year was oh, yeah. eye opening in a lot of ways. <laughs> oh, look who's here. Echo made it. <laughs> Hello, Scott. Echo. He may not be on time, but he's always there. 
You arrive precisely when you mean to. <laughs> so you and I will have to hot swap the mic. So just to quickly uh, get you caught up, what we're discussing is basically, um, well, we were actually just talking about linking events and sort of the benefit uh, the, of those for retention. Uh, helping, Yeah, helping yeah. retain younger members Through and, the section and older members too. Yeah. Um, but the broader topic is... And like I say, I'm going to try and lead into this with Beavers here in a little bit, is basically just, you know, some thoughts that we could offer to people leaving each section, going to the next section as to, you know, why would you want to stay in the program? You know, what, what's the draw for you to 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 make that jump? And like I say, uh, we'll have to hot mic it. So I'll lean forward. But yeah. So for just, this week, Jason came up with the brilliant plan of combining our two beaver colonies. Yes. Because we have a split colony in our group, one on Tuesday, one on Monday. And so the Monday night group has invited the Tuesday night group to come. And actually, I'm impressed with how many of our Tuesdays can come. That's just the Green Colony Invitational. That's right. The first annual Green Colony Invitational to be followed up by the first annual Orange Colony Invitational at some point. I'm seriously looking forward to that because... You have the benefit of the cooking facilities in your in your location, this is true. and we don't. So uh, Scott Ringtail was super; she was super excited to so, do some cooking, have some food. So there's steak on the menu. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Know. It sounds we'll see. like Scott Ringtail. Ringtail's steak. doing all though. <laughs> <laughs> some some mac and cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. there you go. Something but kids, something the kids, kids can soup. make. Yeah, <laughs> but that, I think that she's she had been talking about food, uh, talking more about um, food preparation. Food safety, particularly with reference to camp. So that's oh, yeah. every opportunity we have to get the youth to do that sort of stuff is excellent. Um, and then on the topic of camp, I find that our two colonies do blend really well when we're at camp. And a lot of the kids know each other from camp, but we don't see each other very often at uh, sort of linking meetings. Because no, with the separate really. days, we don't see each other very often. So this is going to be an exciting opportunity for everybody to get together and make some new friends, make some you know, reacquaint each other with people. But I think that a lot of the kids that you have go to the same school as a lot of the kids that I have anyway. So mm -hmm. they all kind of know each other. Yeah, it's a big community thing. And then you get mine coming over St. Albert, but whatever. Hey, we're... I'm not quite St. I'm not quite St. Albert, but I'm coming from a little ways away. We're just impressed That's that true. you still come. Uh, you can thank that guy. Yeah. Well, I have my positives. <laughs> It just worked out. He was the group commissioner when I was looking for a group. Mm -hmm. And he needed new beaver leaders. It's true. Well, so. that explains the big giant Colin plaque sitting in your basement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. The yeah. monument to me. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I've seen it. That's where we record most of the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in the shadow of me. <laughs> <sighs> Although the paper mache is starting to wear. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Get someone to freshen that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll put my kids on it. Paper mache skills are coming along nicely. <sighs> well, his ability to knock towers come. over is coming <laughs> along. <laughs> Anyways, all right. <laughs> so, tabling linking events for the moment. <clears throat> like I say, I'll lead in with some thoughts. And I mean, like, obviously, you two are beaver scouters as well. Corey and Echo. Hawkeye and Echo. So, um, by all means, chime in with your thoughts as well. Especially because you're both also Cub Scouters. As am I. But we all do double duty. So, yeah. <laughs> Much to our current group commissioner's somewhat chagrin, but not entirely. But anyways. This is true. He accepts it. Yes. Anyways. We digress. 
So something, you know, so you imagine now you have a Beaver Scout just finished up two, maybe three years in the program. They're a whitetail and they're looking, you know, they're at that point of moving up to Cubs. What are some reasons that we want to see them move up to Cubs? Or I guess to put it another way, you know, what would I say to them to encourage them to move up to Cubs? So a thought I have going in um, is, sure, it, okay, you've hit the end of Beavers. And I mean, there's a lot that changes between when you're five and when you're seven. There's a lot that changes between your five and when you're seven. So you've hit the end of Beavers. And you know what? You're probably starting to get a little bored. You're probably starting to get a little bored because you as the seven-year-old have grown significantly compared, you know, since you were five. There's been a lot of changes in your temperament, in your interests, in your ability to speak and to understand and to just do things. And probably because, I mean, at the end of the day, in Beavers, we do have to deal with the fact that we have five-year-olds there and six-year-olds and, yes, the seven-year-olds. So you, you're seven, it's probably a little boring. Can be. I mean, we try. We as scouters do try to make sure that the program's as interesting as possible, but maybe it's a little boring. You can't quite scale. That that maturity range is, is broad enough that it's hard to scale activities that will yes. suit a, you know, an advanced seven-year-old and a yes. you know, sort of very young four- to five-year-old. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's the same two years that separates a first-year cub from a third-year cub. But it's a heck of a two years. You know, there's a lot that happens. So you, you're seven, finishing up in Beavers and you're thinking, oh, this is maybe getting a little boring. Cubs is not going to be that same kind of boring. Cubs is not going to be boring at all by comparison. Because in Cubs, everything opens up. Almost everything opens up. You know, unfortunately, you know, when we're planning programs for beavers, there's just certain things we're not allowed to do. Let them light anything. Yeah, we, we can't let you do as much with fire. We can't let you do anything with knives. We can't take you to the archery range. We can only do so many water type activities. You know, there's certain water activities that we're just not allowed to do. And in cubs, all of that opens up to you. You know, now we have the, you know, now we can sit down with you and we can show you how to use a knife safely. Now we can take you to the archery range. Now we can go to a waterfront and we can do more at the waterfront. You know, if we happen to be at a camp where there's a lake. Cubs opens up the adventure compared to beavers. Mm -hmm. And so if there's, you know, one big reason to stay in scouting as you move from beavers to cubs, you know, to say, all right, cool, I'm done with beavers. Why should you come, come up to cubs, try cubs? It's because the adventure opens up for you in a lot of big ways. Yeah. It's little things that really open up, right? Like stuff that you already mentioned. It's hard to teach a five-year-old how to light a fire because there's a lot of safety issues that you got to really, really consider to the point where it's just better to not do it. Or, or scratch that. It's better to show it to them but not let them do it. Mm. I think it's probably so familiarize yeah. through repetition over the years. Right, right. Yeah. And at least at that point, teach the safety part of it, not necessarily the how-to part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, even something as simple as, like, you know, lighting a match, 
or using a striker, a five-year-old might not even have the ability to use their fingers in that way. Yeah. You know, they might not have the uh, the manual dexterity to to really do that. A seven-year-old could probably do it. An eight-year-old, I would almost certainly rely on being able to do so. So, yeah, I think I think, and, and I mean, like even just within within the rules that we have to operate under, you know, what we can do with cubs much more open compared to what we can do with beavers. So the big reason to stay, you're in beavers. Why should you come up to cubs? Because the adventure just opens up for you. There's so much more we can do. And hopefully you've had a lot of fun in beavers. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Not and every meeting is going to be fun. I just don't think that that's possible for us to do mm-hmm. realistically. I mean, if money was no object. Sure. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, this year it is. <laughs> this year it is. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> the Cubs set some budget records last year. <laughs> sure did. It was it was a good year. Yeah, yeah, good year. Actually, there was a last year was a lot of new a lot of new youth came up and just new youth in general. Um, and I think there was a lot of dividends paid from the the amounts that we'd spent and and the, all the different ventures that we were able to have. Right from throwing you no know, tomahawk throwing, um, family camp we started the year off with. Last year was a very advanced year, which was. I think good yep. for a lot of kids. For sure. It, it is very fortunate that uh, a group can can have that kind of financial sky's the limit type, uh, or if you can dream it, you can do it uh, kind of thing. And uh, to, you Not can, the circumstance you, for every group. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, to be honest, it, it was hard work that got uh, the group to that kind of position anyways. So I mean, it it is possible, and in in some instances, you know, there are groups out there that, you know, they 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 do operate on that shoestring budget, and they have to make make the ends meet. But it's still about the same same kind of thing. If you can offer a program that that all of a sudden goes from a level that these kids can, you know, they can see the activity, but they can't do it, and then all of a sudden. The next they level can do yeah. allows them the opportunity to do it, and all of a sudden you get that that draw and that that ability to to go in there and and want to participate. Absolutely. All right. So now let's move ahead three years. You have someone who's coming to, and this is where this is a boundary that we lose a lot of kids at is that Cub Scout boundary. So you have a howler. You know they've done their three years in Cubs. What's the reason to move on to scouts? You know, what, what's the draw that, that you know, what, what's the big reason to, to stay with the program another year, move from moving where in the gray to where in the green? So I would say independence. That is a big one. You know, the, the more youth-led, uh, I mean, Scouts Canada is, is currently doing that whole youth-led uh, mandate, but it's, as you move up in the sections, it's, it is more... Uh, more independence. You get, you you make the decisions. You do the planning. You go out and you and you do you do the activity, and then you come back and you talk about it and lather, rinse, repeat. On the topic of uh, independence, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that just kind of seeing my kids go through the their the age and the levels that they're in is that once you hit that scout age, so once you're what ten, eleven, twelve, I believe the scout age. Um, now they're at the point where they're. You know, when you're in beavers, your parents are probably putting you in beavers because they're saying this is a good activity for you. And, you know, your youth may or may not agree, but they're probably we have some beavers that are there because mom and dad said this is what we're doing. 
Well, we have some beavers that drop out because mom and dad said that this is what we're doing and they don't care. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, we even, do have a few scouts <laughs> who are there because mom and dad evidently just enrolled them. <laughs> but more on that and all. All right. Yeah, yeah, That'll yeah. be my kids. <laughs> but as you get to that age of 10, 11, 12, now, now kids are either starting to direct their energy. So if they're, if this is really their thing, if scouting is their thing, if camping and this kind of adventure is their thing, they're probably going to want to pursue that to the next level versus yeah. if they're, my heart's in soccer, my heart's in hockey. Maybe then we start making calls. The, or running yeah, the that. passion, the, the the youth's passion is more geared to, towards something else. True, the interest does start to focus at that point. Hmm. Well, I don't think we should turn down the friendship peer pressure thing. I know, no. I know for at least one of my kids, if his buddy goes up to scouts, he's going to want to go, or vice versa. As soon as we tell the friend that... Yeah, James is going to go up to scouts. They're probably going to join scouts too because yeah, why not? They're almost inseparable when they're together. Uh, yes, my nephew did that. Yep. Yeah, because his friends were all doing it, so it made sense to him. He doesn't really go to a lot of the camps, from what I understand, but he loves scouting. Yep. Well, and that's I mean that's the same with like my daughter, right? I think it was. Um, I, think, I think it was also the reason kids. you and I went through the same same group together, and as we just kind of. <laughs> We just were in the same same group and same peer group. Yeah, well, and there was a big core of friends that kind of developed out yeah. of that. Yeah. But like I see that with, you know, my own daughter right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I was a little bit tardy in registering her for scouts to the point that, you know, her very good friend in scouts, um, her dad texted me and was just like, Ella's joining scouts, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, he says, I just have to register her. Okay, good. Um, just going to say... My daughter is registered on Wednesday nights, and she's really hoping that Ella's going to be there. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. works perfect. That's Cub Night. Uh, we'll make it work. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you can't, you definitely can't downplay the draw that friends have, right? I mean, yeah, if your friends are moving up, and that is, I think, actually, you know, maybe that's one of the the big draws is that by the time you've hit this point, especially if you've been in Cubs for you know, if you've been in the movement for a few years with the same people, then you're going to have started to form these really, really powerful friendships. You're going to have started to form these really close bonds. Even if the only time you see these kids is when you're at scout meetings, mm-hmm. you're going to have a bond with them that you're not necessarily going to have with the people you know through school. Because... The kind of activities and the way those activities require you to interact with them are very, very different, right? You do, you can't help who you're sitting next to in class. And you can't help who you kind of, you know, end up on the playground with. And that's not to say that those friendships don't have value. But the nature of those friendships is very different than people who you have been through the challenges of the scouting program with. And how you bond with people at school is different than how you bond with people you've been in the scouting program with. Just because your activities, your shared experience is different. Ice bucket in the background there. Um, so that is a big part of it. You know, if your friends are in it and they're moving up, that's a, you know what, that's as good a reason as any to move up. And not unlike with beavers, you know, the world, the, the adventure opens up even more as you move from Cubs to Scouts. The number of activities you can do, 
The fact that you can do them on your own if you so choose to. And you can do a lot more on your own. And I mean, like, I see that especially, you know, because I do help out a bit with Ella's troop and the level to which it's, you know, they do more on their own is astounding, right? You know, we, we let the Cubs have input into how we shape the program and what sorts of things we get up to. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's you know, what the scouts are doing is head and shoulders above that because they are, they are planning everything to the nines. They, you know, the, the, the scouters are literally just facilitators for mm-hmm. them, right? Like mm-hmm. everything that we have talked about in the past, you know, yep. that we experienced as vents, that's really moved down to the scouting level now. Oh, wow. The scouts are doing all the planning and the budgeting, right? Oh, like wow. They had a whole yep. meeting where they went to Sobeys and shopped for camp <clears throat> and then went and played wide games in the snow afterwards. Oh, well, of course. What else do you do after you go grocery shopping? Yeah, well, I mean, grocery shopping for two hours, you could stretch it out that long, but they didn't need to, right? They only spend <laughs> No. You know, really in this weather, if you're inventive, you could be... Uh, a rebel on the planet Hoth uh, trying to fight some yeah, well, ATATs. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw a tall. What are you doing after the podcast? <laughs> let's, let's wide game this up. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back themed wide games. I, I put on Facebook the other day. I'm pretty sure I saw a Tauntaun when I was on my way to uh, t- t- pick my kids up from school. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go near I it. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> It'll freeze before it reaches the first marker. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, the the challenge that the scouts get is huge, and the mm-hmm. amount of responsibility the scouts have is huge, and just the you know they really do have a leadership role mm-hmm. within their own troop, and everything is decided by the youth. You know, the scouters are there because the scouters have to be there; it's a requirement. Wow. <laughs> but largely, they are just facilitating and yeah. advising and giving guidance where necessary. Yeah, you know, like if if. If it comes down to permitting, right? Like, you know, obviously the scouters are going to be the ones yeah. teaching they're, about axe safety, teaching about yeah, knife they're safety, more teaching how to light yeah, a fire They're safely. more gearing towards those first year, second year scouts. Yeah. More so than than the third years. Cause but it's still the scouts who are, you know, laying out the plan. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we want to have this camp and the focus of the camp is going to be this. And, you know, we want to these are the, get as many people to get their knife permits and their axe permits at this camp as possible. And these badge requirements are going to be met and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Outdoor adventure skills. Um, but even like the weekly meetings, right? You know, Orange Troops done Iron Chef type meetings. They've... Yep. Um, Everything they've just basically laid out the entire program for the year, and they are having a blast with it, or at least Ella seems to be having a blast with it. And it's interesting because you know, even kids that I could have sworn probably weren't coming back, I go to the Orange Troop meetings, they're there, you know. So I think that, and in a way, I think maybe that's the bigger draw is because in scouting now, you get a level of independence that you maybe and responsibility that you mm-hmm. maybe don't have anywhere else. And it's kind of cool to get that, you know, you're not going to have that level of independence at school. Your grade six teacher is not going to let you lay out curriculum for the year. But that would be awesome. <laughs> wow. Wouldn't it though? No, I, I wouldn't have learned half the stuff I learned. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and maybe there's a good reason for that. But, <laughs> okay, Madame, Madame, what's your name? We're going to do Minecraft all year. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and likewise, you, you know, <laughs> you know and likewise, at home, your parents are only going to give you so much say mm-hmm. in the day-to-day operations of the family. Mm-hmm. But you show up at Scouts 
and it is uh. entirely your ball game. You know, it is entirely your call. And some some youth will gravitate towards that, right, and really want it, and some kids won't, right? So you know, though, I think just the level of it, like, because I look at the mix of kids in Orange Troop, and yeah, I'm sure there's a few that I probably won't see back next year, mm-hmm. but equally, you there's a few surprised. who keep turning up to my great surprise. Yeah, and it's kind of I, I think there's yeah. an almost universal draw there because yeah. every kid, especially as they you know kind of come into grade six and out of grade six and they're crossing into junior high, which is that, you know, scouts covers Mm -hmm. that transition. There's that sense of, you know, wanting to, wanting to, to push the limits of their, of their maturity, basically. Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, then for the most part, um, we've talked about, uh, we've talked about the independence that, um, moving up a section provides. We've talked about, uh, the the kind of the level the the level of complexity of the activity also going up. Um, we've also talked about like just kind of that that uh, element of mystery and intrigue and that kind of stuff. So, um, it, I'm for the kids that miss out on that. That's you know one of those three things could very easily. Uh, very easily suck them back in and and bring them along, right? For sure. Oh, and the and the friends, right? Yeah, the, the the peer group moving as well. Well, that's been our biggest grower, I think. You know, that's I think one of the reasons we've had as much organic growth as we've had is, you know, I mean, obviously we run a good program. There's a lot of fun stuff that goes on, but then you know, kids are bringing that to their peers and saying, you know, hey, I did some cool stuff last night or whatever. Yep. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, so-and-so's friend wants to join because they keep hearing about all this cool stuff we're doing and we keep doing cool stuff. So 45 beavers and what are we at for Cubs? Almost 50 still. Pretty close to 50. That sounds about right for numbers. Yeah. And I I hope that there are groups out there that have this much growth. But for for the last five years, this has been a big eye-opener for me as to how you can impact a community just by making sure that kids have fun is is most of your growth in the because i mean there are there are uh like there's the different scout scouting groups within the area but you guys are kind of the mainstay in the southwest edmonton yeah, area well, right because i mean there was still a yellow bird and there's there's riverbend and riverbend riverbend's pretty big those the are they are they on par with uh, Greenfield as far as growth and retention and that those same kind of problems? Or I don't have insight into Riverbend's numbers. So, from what I understand, Yellowbirds had some decent growth. Um, Riverbend maintains a pretty big set of youth. Yeah, we should talk to Patrick about. Yeah, see where their numbers are at. I think we're going to see him right away. I mean, the other thing too is that obviously each group grows to the limit of their volunteer base. It's true. Um, and their space. Yes, and their space. Right? <laughs> the actual space they can accommodate people in. <clears throat> so, and I mean, we're fortunate to have both good spaces to meet in, mm-hmm. which can accommodate larger groups of kids, but also a sizable core of volunteers across all the sections, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even at the even at the vent and rover level, right? Like we have, you know, what, three vent advisors right now? Three-ish? 
you know, it's like it's, it's, there's a lot of people across all the sections who are able to come out. Mm-hmm. So we're very fortunate for that as well. And that has helped uh, helped accommodate the growth that we've seen. <clears throat> I know, but I know that Yellowbird is full. Or at least last time I looked at myscouts.ca, Yellowbird is full. They didn't have yep. registration spaces for most of their sections. Yep. I think the same is true of Riverbend. <clears throat> so certainly these groups are running at capacity, basically. Yeah. And I mean, so are we. <laughs> Which makes it interesting from a retention perspective, because if every year you guys are kind of maxing out, is it the attrition of youth that is moving through the moving through the sections, or is it the is it the flip where you have some exodus and then some? Well, we do some have. Some, I members. mean, we do lose youth year over year that don't come back. Um, I think from the Beaver level last year to this year, we lost a good majority to attrition and well but how many of those were to cubs versus to not returning to the no, program I mean, at all i mean not returning at all i think we had a good number of kids who were not returning they found their interest out elsewhere or their <laughs> yeah. parents went. it happens sports yeah. comes up know. a lot some of it was probably also us just trying to really get our bearings and i think now mm-hmm. yeah. you know, five years in we're kind of in the groove where we really know one year to another Okay, we do this, then we do this, then we do this, then we do yeah, this. Yeah, your plan. Kind of got a plan. Yeah, yeah. Set out. So yeah, like we do, we do lose a few youth year over year. They don't come back to the program at all. But we almost always have people just chomping at the bit to get in, mm-hmm. as well. So, um, we have a lot that move up between sections. We have. A number that um, actually, well, that was, I mean, that's the story for Scouts this year. Well, Scouts is a twofold story. One, we had a lot of people who are just completely brand new to the program show up, which is kind of interesting. And then on top of that, we had a bunch of howlers um, exit the Cub program and move Mm -hmm. up to the Scout program to the point that, you know, like last year we were running one Scout troop. This year we're back to two. Interesting. And they're large. You know, there's at least 50. Dean-ish in Orange Troop, wow. maybe more. Um, they have at least three patrols. Wow. So All right. it's, yeah, like, I mean, whatever we're it's, doing. It's, it's just kind of interesting because we're talking about the the whole, how do you encourage youth to move on to, to the next section? And it, it sounds like the 59th is doing a very, um, yeah, a reasonably good job at, at doing that because, you know, two colonies, two cub packs, Two scout troops. Two scout yeah. troops. A venture company and... Rover we still group. have rovers. Yeah, yeah, we still got rovers. So, I mean, that's that's pretty full. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty full it's a pretty group. full roster. Um, I don't remember what our registration count is at, but it's it's over 100. Easily yeah. over... Well, oh, it's over yeah. 100 almost just between beavers and cubs and adding the scouts and it definitely is. <clears throat> so, I don't know I don't know where the ventures and rovers bring that up to, but at any rate... So, yeah, I think, you know... Why... Where were we at? Cubs coming up to scouts, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be that independence thing. You know, yeah. it's just... And then uh, Venture's you, you another are, another exactly. click on that, uh, on exactly. that scale. Well, right? yeah. Venture is you are literally running your own show and the advisors are... Again, they, they can be there to educate. Yeah. But, you know, we've joked before that, you know, the advisor's job is basically to keep you out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and... I mean, there, there is a great deal of truth to that, you know. Now, 
you know, to, and I mean, even to the point of like, you know, the Venturers, they they meet when they want to meet, basically. You know, yeah, they, there's no schedule. There, there, there's a time. loosely defined <laughs> schedule, you know, that kind of involves Monday evenings. But yeah, for the most part, you know, they meet when they want to, where they want to. They plan their own adventures. Um, and again, the the and level the, of complexity of those uh, those adventures are, is significantly higher, yeah. right? Yeah, week long camps are not out of would not be uncommon. I don't know if that's a thing, but you know the well, the venture motto is still challenge, and that really yeah. is kind of the the you know what. As long as you have solid advisors, like that's really what your ventures are going to be encouraged to do. Is you know just like okay, cool, let's push ourselves. Yep, and they're going to want to do that, right? Whether that's you know, and it's kind of cool that you know we do have the opportunity for the venturers to cross over and talk with the scouts and the cubs or even have you know the venture advisors come out to the parent nights the parent information nights and mm-hmm. fill them in on what we're doing because mm-hmm. you know they hear like oh yeah we wanted to rebuild a canoe or oh yeah. we wanted to learn how to forge our own knives like, really <laughs> wow okay that's kind of awesome <laughs> that's a bold move i, I like it <laughs> yes and they did yeah. right and That's very cool. Yeah. Cool. So it's kind of just, and again, it's those, it's like that. Your shop teacher is probably not going to let you forge your own knives in school. <laughs> probably not. That is probably not going to fly with school safety policy. I mean, beyond the fact that the education system probably can't afford to get the forgery going. Forger? Forgery? Uh, forging? Forging? Forge. Forgery yeah. is a very different and indictable Forgery. offense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's not what we're at. That's <laughs> not what we're Yeah, that's, that's where the advisor steps do. in and says, <laughs> that's guys. My, that's my Canadian accent. Sometimes <laughs> my English is not good. Mm. Yeah, no, the for the forge and the forging. Yes. Well, but I mean like they didn't they didn't in-house that stuff ultimately. They they found, you know, a someone locally and, who yeah. does blacksmithing and uh, worked through them. But still, you know, you know, you, you pitch the idea. It was like, yeah, I'd like to make my own knife. Just try that on your shop teacher. Except don't because you probably get yeah. it up, you know, end up in the principal's office and maybe get suspended. Uh. So don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ever get away with it, please uh, email us and let us know how. <laughs> that was actually one of the draws. I remember when I was a, a vent and I was a scout. One of the draws was that we were doing things that nobody else was doing. I mean, I mean, this was many moons ago, you know, 25 years ago. Uh, rock climbing was not as nearly as prevalent as it is now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, youth are going on, I mean, taking summer rock climbing camps. For us, it was, I come home, you know, you come back to school in September and you teach us what you do. And, well, we, we literally climbed a mountain. We, we bought ropes and we went to Jasper. And, you know, found this valley and we climbed and climbed. And mm-hmm. and those things were, those kind of experiences, the unique ones, right? Forging the knife. Yeah. Um, those are the things that kind of keep people invested and drawn in. So yeah. those are, I think that's a lot of the value of scouting is, is just that yeah. imagination of what what can we do? And then let's just let, let loose. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, isn't there a saying, you know, people that are, say something's impossible are interrupted by people actually doing it? I mean, just because it sounds impossible, forging your own knife doesn't mean it is impossible because we have youth that literally have done that. Well, I mean, I remember, you know, yeah, just, gosh, some of the crazy trips we got up to in Vince was just, mm-hmm. or like, I, I mean, or even stuff in Rovers. Like, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the couch yeah. thing. Yeah. They had to float sailing a couch a, across a lake. Sailing a, a couch across Upper Cananaskis Lake. Eh. But still, like, you know, just <laughs> that kind of crazy stuff that's just, 
out there. Or like, yep. yeah, I mean, once you get into vents and then you get into rovers, you know, you start getting the opportunity to help out at camps. And that's not just like, you know, oh, hey, be a grunt and carry this stuff for me. That's, you know, like we were designing and running events, you know, we were coming up with cool stuff for the scouts and the cubs to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes curious. we had to demolish those because of broken wrists, three or four broken wrists, but whatever, <laughs> you know. It's After the third broken wrist, you got to kind of close the event down. Yeah. It's just, 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 just not safe anymore. happens, <laughs> you know, probably could have. Well, the first one is a set. fluke. The second one is yeah. a questionable. And the third one is like, yeah, yeah the third okay. one is, yeah, we should have risk assessed that a little better. <laughs> uh, but still, like, you know, designing these events and, and, and then running them and just, you know, seeing how much fun kids are having with them and it's you know and at the same time it's an opportunity to you know use your skills i mean how many obstacle courses did we build at 100 plus Mm -hmm. where literally i mean for us that was just like an opportunity to improve our lashing skills even more right break out the pioneering skills yeah let's build that ladder sorry Corey, you were gonna say something i was gonna say i wonder how many people were wound to the part where you guys were talking about trying to float a couch yeah. Oh. Well, we'll do another podcast <laughs> yeah, on that we'll one. Talk about that one later. Show. It's, uh, yeah, that's uh, a totally different story from another yeah, time. The other thing I was going to say is, um, I think this is probably true of all levels. Is um, uh, all levels probably scouts and up? I'm not sure that it totally applies to beavers and cubs. Is that uh, it's a lot different when another kid is teaching you how to do something versus an adult. It is, mm-hmm. um, and and I think. From a youth engagement standpoint, I would think that, you know, if an older youth is teaching a younger youth, hey, here's how you properly use a knife, you're probably going to listen a lot better than mom or dad saying, that's not how you use your knife. (laughs) There is that too. I mean, we've noticed this with our own kids, you know, I mean, they they listen to us, but they do listen to other people in a different way, sometimes in a better way, you know? And I mean, there's detriments to that as well, but yeah, it can be advantageous. And it's cool too, if you're the older kid who's doing the teaching, because it's kind of neat to, you know, have this younger kid looking up to you and actually like absorbing the information you're trying to give them. I think on that, on that kind of topic here, so the four of us are pretty, uh, we're, we're pretty good case studies for the success of the scouting program, right? So I would say. For continuing, we all continued on to a certain point. Um, our, our kids are doing the same thing or the three of us anyways, our kids are. Um, so how do we, how do we bring that back to the youth that we're leading right now? How can we continue to, you know, so we know we, we have great memories and had great experiences. How can we communicate that back to those youth that are questioning? Is this what I want to be doing? Mm -hmm. Is this the right thing for me? Do I want to, is this worth, you know, sticking through? It's funny because I never, I didn't get to go past being in cubs and it had more to do with i had found out more more recently in years that how clicky the leadership group was versus the actual group and i think my parents just didn't enjoy the leadership and they didn't bother to look for another group and i I get it now but Mm -hmm. i wish that i had been able to stick it about uh only because i probably would have made friends and i'm sure it would have been good for me at some point but just seeing my kids go through it now and seeing some of the older kids go through it, uh, you can definitely see a change. How did I not know that? I thought you were like the rest of us, just lifers all the way through. No, he, he's no, the I one exception. Oh, wish I did. But I have always had great memories of beavers and cubs. I started beavers in New Brunswick, finished my whitetail year 
here in Edmonton and then moved into Cubs here in Edmonton. And uh, yeah, the Cub leaders were super clicky, according to my parents. And if you weren't a leader's kid, you didn't go in the camps. Hmm. Oh, wow. This Highly unfortunate. Former Blue Quill group, which we no longer have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't exist anymore. <sighs> Although that wouldn't be the only time we've had people move out of the Blue Quill group. Yeah. Well, and we have at least one scouter and one youth that I know yes, for sure. That that made the transition. Was, yeah. Saved my butt that one year in Beavers. Oh, big time. <laughs> big time. Um, and she still loves it. Yes, they're still in the, the program. Leader. The leader. Yeah. Well, and her son's still I think, I think on board with it, too. Yeah. Again, he, yes. I think he's a byproduct of, uh, he's got a lot of great friends. Yeah, yes. he sure does. So th- I think that's the, the social aspect. Oh, really keeps a, him engaged. He's a good kid. Like, yeah. I don't know that we have any not, I can't say that we don't have good kids in Beavers. We have challenging kids. I was like, I have this brother and sister in my group. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, I can put, there's a handful of youth who obviously. That girl is perfect. She is. She's wonderful. I I, I, I appreciate her. You get a 25 minute story about nothing you didn't even realize. (laughs) I mean, I could point to a handful of youth who like, yeah, I've had struggles with in the past, but it's interesting that, you know, they're still in the program and they're still, you know. They keep coming back for more. Yeah, they're, they're still in the program and they're still here and they're still taking on the challenges as they come. It's it's weird, but there it is, you know. Um, but you know, to your point, I mean, I think you know, and and this kind of builds to you know the uh, maybe the reason you know why would event stay? Well, I mean, <laughs> the glib answer I could give for you know why would you stay in scouting coming out of vents? Why would you go up into rovers? Well, because it's everything you can do in vents, but more, and you have your own driver's license. Um, <laughs> Rovers are the beavers with driver's licenses. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it also comes down to, and it's something we've talked about before, it's just that friendship and that camaraderie. Because mm-hmm. especially, you know, coming out of vents and moving up into Rovers. You really are hanging staying, out with your yeah, friends. It's, it's you, you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. lifers at that point. Yeah. You know, and it's... And again, it's experiences that you're not going to find really in school. You know, you might, that's not to say that, you know, you absolutely will not find them in like another youth organization, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe church group's really mm-hmm. awesome too. I don't know. But there's, you know, it's a context that just tees you up for, that sets you up for just all kinds of crazy adventures and now, you know, coming up into Rovers, you are an adult as far as the law is concerned. Mm-hmm. You can drive your own car. Um, so if you and your buddies want to just pick up and go for a weekend, <laughs> then as long as you don't have to, you know, work a shift at McDonald's or whatever, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, again, you're, the, the advisors are there to make sure that you stay on the favorable side of the law. <laughs> Uh, but they don't have to bail you out. That's the no, other. They don't, they, yeah, that's the flip side. Exactly. <laughs> you go to jail, that's your problem. Yeah. Uh, Scout your way I warned you. Uh, they can advise, but uh, if you fail to heed that advice. That would be a bad advice, idea. I advised you not to do that. <laughs> yeah. If you fail to heed that advice, then it is in fact on you. But oh. that can work. You know, I mean, like that's an experience in and of itself. So not that I think any of us ever no. ended up having to post bail. No. But, no, 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 no. <laughs> but still, I mean, there were probably times where, you know. Ian's like, you know. Ian liked to snicker at us. What yeah, are you talking about? Sometimes. <laughs> Just kind of shaking his head at us. I think he still likes to snicker at oh, us. Oh, yes, too. for sure. For sure. <laughs> like but, Ian, Ian? Yeah, the Ian. The yes. Ian? Okay. Yes. 
I think he's Snickers from his house. I think he's at his house right now, <laughs> thinking about the two of Snickering as it is. Probably. Well, I mean, like, come on, like, we still get together with the guy, you know. He yeah. hasn't been our advisor in, well, he hasn't but, been my advisor for more than a decade, right? Yeah, and but it's like still included. But it's yeah, like, if we're getting together, it's like, oh, we should invite Ian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, because you know, like, at that point, you're just. You know, at, at that point, you are you are you are good friends, and like these are the these are the people that show up at, at at weddings and all kinds of other life events. These are the people who, you know, you can call if you're in trouble. If it comes to it, mm-hmm. um, and you know, wh- whatever that kind of trouble may be, I'm not even talking about legal trouble, right? Like, I mean, good gosh, like just you know. <laughs> no, 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 we're not, not quite there either. I thought that's what <laughs> Siri was for. Not quite there either. <laughs> uh, but you know, like this is just, yeah, the, these are, these are friendships like very few others that you'll have in your life. And, and I mean, like granted the thing about Rovers is like, of course, that is also where life starts to intrude a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, okay, now you're 18, you're done high school. So you're thinking about post-secondary you know, or you're you know. thinking about jobs or you're thinking about both, yeah. you know, like there's other stuff that happens along the way. Mm-hmm. You have a significant other, maybe, maybe, but then it's just, you know, then you also have the opportunity to, you know, you learn how to balance these things a little bit right you know to to make it work so that you can still you know hold down a job but then also go on the occasional cool adventure and or world jamboree or mm-hmm. whatever the case yeah. may be that's right that explains a lot about ken mm-hmm. balance well <laughs> i don't know it's a lot of spinning plates yeah but they are balanced <laughs> for the moment <laughs> well although i mean like the world jamboree year is a good example right because yeah. like you know literally that was when I aged out of rovers mm-hmm. and you know, that was in July and what October I was walking up the aisle. Yeah. So yeah, it was, is that when you were taking care of business as it, as it <laughs> were, you know, I don't know how well the music's going to come through on the, uh, but, uh, <clears throat> only cause BTO just started. Playing. Yes. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of CanCon on this station. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, maybe not, maybe, that, not that I'm. Uh, yeah. For well, Irish, for Irish Park. <laughs> maybe maybe it's a can. Maybe it's like you know Sirius XM or something. Right. Uh, it's like the CanCon. Yeah. Station. Yeah, it's, it's can music. But this is my other podcast. Oh my gosh, the CanCon jokes would just be flying right now. We uh, did a whole two episode stream on that. Oh yes, <laughs> it was great. But at any rate, so yeah, I think the big thing about Rovers is just you know it's it, it's it's ventures. But, you know, you're an adult now. Yeah. But you don't necessarily need to frame, you know, you don't necessarily need to frame your thinking of yourself in adult terms. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still just there to hang out and have adventures. Well, there aren't very many people who are that age that can think like an adult yet. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true, too. You know, we talk yeah. about, like, brain development, 25. It's <laughs> not to say that they aren't mature people, and it's not mm-hmm. to say that they aren't smart people. But, mm-hmm. yeah, no, there is definitely some... Evidence that brain chemistry isn't finished mm-hmm. developing yet at yep. that age. Mm-hmm. So you still take the risks that exactly. you would when you were 18, for example, that maybe when you're 30, you don't take. <laughs> I break easy. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> there is that too. You're a little bit more fragile now. We're yeah. all a little more fragile Back in the now. day, I was a lot more malleable. Yeah. When yeah. I take a come along yeah. to the back of the head and rebound the next day, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, the times they, they've changed. <laughs> oh, but I wouldn't get to have my son's flexibility, flexibility right now. <laughs> and I'll put my leg over my head. <laughs> You're just like, you know what? I'm just going to... What I wouldn't give to have my son's trust these days, too. I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm going to fall off this couch and someone will catch me. <laughs> well, not even that. It's just like, you know, I'm holding him in my arms today. We're watching Ella Curl. And then just all of a sudden, unprompted, unbidden, and with almost no warning, you know, I've got him by the legs and he's just like, fling. Throws himself backwards. <laughs> it's like, oh, dad will catch me. He's already holding me. It's good. <laughs> Floor's far enough away. <laughs> That's but, a trust right there. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, the flexibility too. It's like, if I did that, I'd pop my knees out, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I shuffled a little oh bit boy. of snow today and my back hurts. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, age is not kind. So, all right. Time to. I think we got to close yeah, it up because they want to close it up. Yeah. yeah. So okay, four people waiting on us. Uh, I don't think, but let me double check. Shoutouts such that they are. Let me double check. I might have wanted. I may have won. I don't remember. It had been a while since we podcasted. It it has been, and then stuff kind of accumulates, but then kind of doesn't. To get. Uh, to be fair, I as a person that showed up late, I have no idea what we're even talking about today. Well, you've done a very good job at faking it. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. I don't think I have any shout outs. So, okay. To, to be fair as well, he usually doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> my, my personal shout out goes to uh, uh, Scouter Jackie. And I don't even know if she listens to this because, uh, well, let's, let's just be honest here. I don't know that our cub group would be the cub group it is if it wasn't for her. Yes. Hmm. Just going to put that out there. Well, she's a project manager in her day job and evidently also as a hobby. <laughs> because, oh my gosh. Well, when you have a specific set of skills. <laughs> oh my gosh, does she? <laughs> a specific set of skills. She, yeah. she is Liam Neesoning the heck yeah. out of this thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, no shout outs. No, except, although Jackie's uh, a good shout out. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, just sorry. The, level, the level of... of of, of management oversight that she applies to the troop is astounding, mm. but it does work a lot of miracles yes. for us. Uh, and she, she really pushes us to do better. Me specifically, I, I will definitely speak for me. She has definitely encouraged me to be better at project managing the beaver group. And she's been very content to let me do the, the bare minimum that I've been doing for a long time now. That's always nice to have that, yes. right? She recognizes my lack of ability and fully and, compensates. And she's very giving like that. Yes, absolutely. And facilitates that. That's good. That's good. I like that. In fact, I'm looking at my emails right now, and there's a reminder. The Lanny Jamboree payments are due. So, Okay. Well, what the about essence? the uh, folks that scouted? Yes, our, as always, scouted. of course, we do. should give a thank. Thank you and a shout out to the folks at Scouting Radio for rebroadcasting our episodes to their worldwide scouting audience. Um, if you're listening to us on Scouting Radio right now, thank you. Uh, do consider subscribing to the podcast. And, uh, you know, also, you know, feel free at any point to reach out, get in touch. Let us know you're out there. Uh, Scouter Ken, hmm? how does one get a hold of us? Ah, yes. These days. Well. Because it has changed over time. Uh, it's expanded, I think, more than changed. Yeah. Although Unsa emails, <laughs> although Google Plus Facebook. doesn't exist anymore, so that's a thing. But uh, <laughs> but yes, by all means. Um, so of course, you can email us scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, if you go to scoutingstuffpodcast.com, the website, you can leave us a voice message there. You'll also find that at uh, facebook.com dot com slash scoutingstuffpodcast is a voicemail widget there. 
Leave Somebody's got to use it eventually. Leave a message. Come Somebody's got to use it eventually. <laughs> We've been asking for yeah. a while. <laughs> you can send us. Be just, brave. Yeah, you can send us. Me- actually, a lot of people just like, or uh, people have dropped us messages. Just, you know, use the standard Facebook messenger. You can do that mm-hmm. through the Facebook page. Um, <clears throat> Twitter, twitter.com slash SSYSK podcast because 15 character limit. Instagram.com slash scouting stuff podcast. All these platforms have messaging capabilities as well. And of course, there's the Discord server. By all means, hop in there. Say hi. And uh, leave us a review. Do consider leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever other platform you happen to listen to us on. If there's a review or a star rating capability, by all means, hit us yep. up. Helps with the visibility of the podcast, right? It does. It does. You know, that, that helps find people thing. And so, so yes, and just a reminder, the, the reviews and the star ratings kind of add to like the visibility or the notability um, if a particular podcast platform does that sort of thing. And then the number of subscribers week to week um, affects just our visibility in the actual like top rankings. So that's how that works. Go thou and game the system. But legally. <laughs> hey, before you sign off, can we just uh, give a shout out, a last minute shout out to all of our scouting family in Australia right now who are oh my gosh, yes, possibly yes. being uh, moved away from their homes. And I just want to let you know that we're, uh, of course, here for you. I hope that everybody stays safe and it's, uh, it's terrible what you're going through. And uh, mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, we've seen, you know, we've seen the ways that fires here have impacted scouting groups and I'm... You know, the, the area affected in Australia is even larger than, you know, like what Fort McMurray had to mm-hmm. deal with. So mm-hmm. by all, by all means, thank you, Corey. That's, mm-hmm. that's a somber closeout for sure. But yes, um, we're with you in what ways we can. We hope only the best for you and uh, that this terrible situation is able to resolve itself. <sighs> Now, if Soon. you want to laugh, come to Edmonton, because it's so cold here, I, we don't think fire would start. Yeah, yeah, it's like minus 40, 41 with the wind chill. Yeah. 40, give or take. Yeah. I think I think the lowest I saw it go this morning was minus 44. Just, just <laughs> for, for anybody who's not who's curious, is that Fahrenheit or Celsius? After minus at, 30, it at doesn't minus matter. 40, 40 doesn't it's matter. the same Sorry, number. minus 40. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's, it's the same temperature. Yeah, minus, yeah, minus 40 is where the scales cross. It's cold. And realistically, once you're below minus 30... You're within a degree or two, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. It cold. <laughs> it cold. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again for listening out there, and uh, until next time, be prepared. Mm-hmm.